I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Hello, Frank Skinner podcast fans. This is Christian O'Connell from the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show. As you know, Frankie Boy is currently in South Africa making podcasts for us from the World Cup thanks to Sony Ericsson. Along with David Badil, he's also doing some live shows. Here's the podcast of the first one. Enjoy. Badil and Skinner's podcasts from South Africa. Thanks to Sony Ericsson, official mobile handset of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. So we've just watched um, an incredible thing happen, and that's um, that Switzerland beats Spain. Yeah, we watched it here in this. We were in a sort of shopping centre in South Africa. In Johannesburg. We can be that specific. Yeah, that specific. And uh, we haven't just gone shopping. We are here in a radio station in the middle of a shopping centre. Yeah, with a window on it, so people are looking in and watching yeah, us broadcast. occasionally blowing Vuvuzela's out. But while we were sitting here, we watched Switzerland beat Spain. Um, and I was pleased about it. I was pleased about it because they're the underdogs, and I've sort of the, forgiven them for the Nazi gold. Well, I was I was pleased about it, but I must say this country, this poor old battle scarred country, has seen many injustices. But mm. Switzerland winning that game is right up there. Yeah, I think. yeah, it is. It I'm is. glad. I don't like Spain that much. No, uh, well, that's the Inquisition, I imagine. No, no, You're I like them. Oh, you like that? They were oh, Catholics. Okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. No, what I don't like about Spain is what my dad would have called tippy tappy football. Right. I don't like tippy-tappy football. Yeah. Too much. You don't like clever football, do you? No, I don't mind clever, but not tippy-tappy all the time. Do you think the commentators were making slightly too much of it? Because it's been, let's face it, a slightly incident-free World Cup. And now this has happened, and suddenly the commentators are talking as if Switzerland, who probably have got a lot of players who play for Bolton, because mm. all these sides have players who play for Bolton, as if they're San Marino, as if it's the biggest upset well, in the history a, of the it's sport. It's quite a big one, though, to be fair. It's quite a big one, but I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see as it goes on. Torres came on at one point. We didn't recognise him. No, he's had a haircut. He's had a haircut. He looked a bit like someone from the 50s. From, he looked like an extra in Happy Days. It seems me. to me that he's preparing for a new beginning. That Do you think could so? could be bad news for Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, my favourite substitution was Hakin Yakin came on. <laughs> I've he always like liked him. He always plays tippy-tappy, doesn't he, <laughs> Hakin Yakin? Well, he reminds me of Chicken Licking. If, <laughs> if you remember, it thought they the do. sky was falling down. Yeah, Chicken Licking. And, of licking. course, they are falling down because they haven't got the rights. Absolutely. So, so I've got some emails here, I should say. Fantastic. I've got, I hope you mean we. We've got some emails. Have you Brilliant. got the email address, Frank? Because I can't do all that. I, I can, do oh, all I'm that. prepared to do the presenting. Yeah, you yeah. can get in touch with us. You can text us on 8 12 15. I say yeah. 8 12 15. Let me hear you say 8 12 15. And you can email us on absoluteradio.co.uk forward slash Badil and Skinner. Oh, you can tell he's broadcasting for Absolute for some time now. Uh, this one says to David and Frank, and it's from a podcast. We've been doing podcasts, and he sent it through to us. And he says, I've, I've got a great idea for an amusing German World Cup song. Who's, who's it from? It's from Alex Speck in London. Oh, Alex Speck. He's an amusing German World Cup song, and have been waiting for this World Cup. He's had it for the last few years, this idea. I like a man who sits on a gag until it's opposite. Yeah. Uh, and he wants to share it with the world now. Now is the moment. I hope you'll agree that it, that it works on so many levels. Uh, and you'll be able to at least mention it or sing the chorus. It's a very simple song. I, I do, you've got a better voice than I have, so I wonder if, if I'll oh, do the backbeat, and if you want to sing the actual song, because it's a sort of reggae song. It's to the tune of Jamming by Bob Marley. Mm. So this, this is the German World Cup song, as, excite, as uh, suggested by Alex Speck. Yeah. We're German, and you can be German too. 
We're German. Oh, when you can be German. I'm looking forward to the next bit. We're German, 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 and you can be Jimmy. Get the, get the, here's the thing. Alex Speck says this works on so many levels. I think it only works on one level, really, which is repeating the word German for the word jamming. I'd like to know if Alex is listening, what the other levels are. You can let us in on that one. Also, he's had it for many years, this song. He sat on this song, but I, I liked it, actually. I like, especially when it gets to the quick bit. I got a bit bored in the early bit, yeah. but when it started going, oh, the diddle, diddle, that was that was fantastic. That was one of the highlights for me. Yeah, we yeah uh, we've been wor- working on um, some jingles. Yeah, we have some special ones for this show. Yeah. Um, we've been making them in our hotel room, so d- d- don't expect too much. But I'm yeah. quite I'm quite pleased with them. Are we going to play one? Do you want me to play one now? Yeah, well, we could keep them back for the, later on the show, no, so no. people could be hungry I'll give, for I'll, them. I'll give them a taster. Okay. Here, here's one. Bertil and Skinner. Now, that was, was me. That on sleep the, on the end. <laughs> that was me on a Vuvuzela. I have my Vuvuzela with me now, if we need to use it. OK, well, let's hold it back. Let's hold it back. Yeah, you, you, can o- you can overdo it. Yeah. Trevor Francis has appeared at the window. No. Look. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Trevor <laughs> Francis. Is he shopping, do you think, or has he come to see us? How oh, marvellous. He's about to fall over into a shop-putting ring. He's probably on his, on his... You should get a microphone ready in case he's, Trevor comes in. That's no, he's brilliant. gone. He's walked away. Well, that's great. That's a great moment. <laughs> Trevor was. Francis has just strolled past. How lovely. Isn't, isn't, isn't the World Cup a brilliant thing? It's really a marvellous thing. It is. It makes, makes me happy, anyway. Um, now, we, we thought we'd have a bit of a, a, bit of a phone-in. Yeah. Um, well, a not texting, a phone-in. A texting. Really, it's a texting. But yeah. I always call them a phone-in. Um, have, I, have I got time to do this, Emma? Yeah, of course I have. Well, what happens, we discovered um, from reading the official programme to the uh, FIFA World Cup, as I know Sepp will love me calling it that, yeah. um, that every, cl- every team has a, a slogan on its team boss right yeah let me give you an example so uh for example uh the people's republic of korea mm-hmm. some may call it north korea not me don't call it that on their boss it says 1966 again victory for dpr of korea that could be the england one except for the dpr of korea <laughs> you'd bit. have to lose that bit. yeah you have to lose that bit, but yeah. 19, yeah we actually they could use that yeah it would save money on paint on buses i like this one this is what's on the brazil boss yeah it says the whole of Brazil is in here. Is it really? Is it Rag Week? <laughs> Seems unlikely. It's quite a big country. Is it a very, very big bus? <laughs> it must be. Yeah. And, and what about this one? This is the Greece. This is what, what's on Greece's bus. Greece is everywhere. Oh, they could have gone for the word. So <laughs> they could have done. I like Greece is everywhere. I think we've all been in cafes like that. <laughs> and uh, my own particular favourite is, um, is Switzerland. Yeah. And sw- on Switzerland's team bus, it says, come on, Switzerland. Really? <laughs> It should say no Nazi gold in here. Well, you lay off the Nazi Sorry. gold. We're, we're celebrating them today. Yeah. So if you um, have got an idea for a slogan for a team boss, be it England or, or any, of the, um, any of the teams, we'd love to hear it. Have That's you got any ideas? Um, oh, well, I thought if um, maybe uh, Spain could, could be um, marching forward with tippy-tappy football. <laughs> well, I think Korea should have been do it for the dear leader. Because it goes, it just scans, I think. What about England roaring on to the quarterfinals? <laughs> yeah. England, I think, should just be performing below expectations. <laughs> oh. I think. That's what it should be. Oh, get over it. Yeah. 
Can I say we don't do the playlist? Yeah, I thought, are we allowed to play that? It's a little bit self-congratulatory, I would have thought. Yeah, I thought you did very well on the high bits, though. Thanks. I was, I was impressed with that. So, look, the, the story we cannot ignore, I think, yeah. is um, Robbie Earl. We can't ignore it. It's such a pity this happened to Robbie Earl. If only it could have happened to Andy Townsend and Gareth Southgate. Hold on, let, let, let me just... Uh, What's happened? Let me just give this a moment. What? What's happened, Frank? I thought he deserved his own jingle, Robbie. He deserved his own jingle for for that. In case you don't know, um, it's a complicated story. It's a complicated story. It begins with, uh, we were actually at the game. It was uh, the Netherlands uh, versus Denmark. We call them the Netherlands. We call them the Netherlands now, given their full title. Um, And at this game, there were apparently 36 very beautiful Dutch women dressed in orange miniskirts. You might think that's fair enough for a a Holland game. But it turned out that they were ambush marketing. They were paid by a beer company Uh to do that. And then, fantastically, they got sort of arrested by FIFA police. Because FIFA's like a rogue state during the World <laughs> Cup. It operates its own laws. And it did take them to what it chillingly called a facility where it interrogated them for a while. I don't know if waterboarding was involved or anything. I mean, actually, if they wanted to torture them, they could just have taken women in miniskirts to a night game because it's so cold here. Yeah, I don't think they would have used waterboarding. They'd have had to use one of the official soft drink sponsors. <laughs> yes, Coca-Cola true. boarding. So it turns out to. that they were paid by this beer company to do this. It was a big stunt. And the beer company are horror of horrors, not one of FIFA's official sponsors. The scoundrels. It's terrible news, I know. I tell you, so, so what I liked about it is, is that FIFA took these women away because they didn't want the company to get any free publicity. Yeah, <laughs> they were in every paper in the what world. A terrible error, that is. Um, so anyway, so you think, well, that's the end of the story. But then an odd twist happened, which is it turned out that I think all 36 tickets... Wait for it, wait for it. ...were originally allocated to the Duke of Earl himself. They actually had ITV printed on them, which is a bit of a giveaway. I would have thought, if I got a ticket with ITV printed on it, I think, well, this is a bit of a counterfeit thing. Probably the real ticket is on the other side of the stadium, the one I really want to (laughs) see. But, yeah, so he gave them, he gave his friends and family allocation, which, stunningly, is 50 tickets. 50 tickets a game, Robbie gets. I can't be right, can I? I still find that the most unbelievable. What has Robbie Earl done? Yeah, Robbie Earl's got an OBE. Has he? Yeah, services to Ticketmaster, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it is. But but right, I like Robbie Earl. No, I like him too. 50 tickets. Yeah, that can't be right. We should have stopped Trevor Francis then when he gets, see what he gets for doing those midweek games on Sky. <laughs> yeah, very few tickets. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he stands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he does. So anyway, poor old Robbie Earl. So he says, I should say actually, Robbie Earl has said he didn't profit in any way from this. So, you know, maybe, you maybe they are his friends and family, these 36 Dutch women. I don't know. The thing is, if a footballer says to me, I didn't make any financial profit, but I've given 36 blonde women in miniskirts <laughs> yeah. tickets, you think, oh, well, what, where did it come Yes, what kind of payment did you get? But back? not 36. No, I mean, he's a fit young man, Robbie. But, yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's, he was. He's, he's playing days he was, behind you. He was a box to box player. <laughs> no, that's right. No, but. Uh, well, he's. I'd love to be in that moment when he said, you know, uh, do I uh, do I get some um, some comps like for the game? And they said, yeah, Robbie, what two? All right. Um, could I have fifty? <laughs> Wouldn't you be? What are you trying to do? Are you, maybe he's. He on doesn't the, talk like that at all, doesn't he? No. There'll be I people think he, at home thinking, goodness for, me, they've got Robbie in the studio. No, he played for Stoke. So I think it was that like a Stoke accent. But Did I think he play for Stoke. Yeah, he didn't play for Stoke. Oh, played for Wimbledon. Played for Wimbledon. Played for Stoke after. I think. I always think of him as a Wimbledon man. 
We've had an email, by the way, sent in, which I'm going to Another read. email? Yeah. Well, we've been just, uh, overwhelmed. It might, it's, uh, first I read it, I thought it was actual news, but I don't think it is. It says, uh, it's a text, actually. It doesn't say who it's from. It says, Rob Green has trained today. Three hours and over 4,000 shots with no goals conceded. Tomorrow, him and Heskey will train with the rest of the squad. Oh. See? <laughs> you see what he did there? Poor old Rob Green. Poor old Rob Green. I'm getting to like him now. I'm Is it Rob Green or Robert Green? I can't think? decide. I think now that something serious and rather tragic has happened to him, it's Robert. Before that, before then, it was Rob. He's kind of like grown up with tragedy to Robert. So I what's going to happen to Robbie Earl then? <laughs> He's Robert Earl. Can't he just be known as the Duke? Yeah. <laughs> James Rowe. Is Sony Ericsson's fly on the ball in South Africa? We went to see the Brazil career match last night, which was absolutely incredible. Brazil just seemed to control the match all the way through. All of Rubinho's silky skills, they were just incredible. They just seemed to be everywhere, on the ball, all the time, finding holes. It was just awesome to watch. Ed and I tried to work out who we think is going to go through into the round of 16 and onwards. And when it's written down on paper, it just makes you realise how much we need to win that group. Because we could have the route of playing Germany, then Argentina, then Spain. Doesn't look good if we go down that route. We need to finish first in the group, otherwise it's all going to go wrong. The Sony Ericsson Fly on the Ball update. Thanks to Sony Ericsson, official mobile handset of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. So we had another email, did we not? Did we? Yes, we did. We had another e- email from Alan Beale. Um, Didn't he used to sell fruit in Albert Square? He did, yeah. Uh, but now he's, uh, he's sending in emails. I don't know where he's from, actually, so I'm going to assume the East End. And he says he uses a lot of exclamation marks, Alan. He says, I am surprised by all the calls to ban the South African Vuvuzela. Nobody kicked up a fuss in 1966 when the constant sound of football rattles on the terraces often made me duck for cover for fear of coming under fire again from German machine guns. Mm. What's more, they were more dangerous. (laughs) What few teeth I had left were knocked from my mouth by a small boy not watching where he was swinging his rattle during the quarterfinal at Wembley versus Argentina. Now, I'll tell you what confuses me about this, is Alan must be about a 168 well, he obviously old. remembers the war. And he's using a computer. Bless him, though. Yeah, that's it? fantastic. So, um, yeah, we thought... That, uh, he's anti-Vuvuzela. We're very pro-Vuvuzela. Yeah. And you had the idea that if, if we get the World Cup in 2018, what should we... Yeah, well, the, well Sepp Blatter, who we all revert here, who's essentially a god during the World Cup, has said that he supports the Vuvuzelas. He's not going to ban them. He says because they're part of South African culture and then you have to accept them. So I thought, well, a good question to ask the absolute listeners is in 2018, assuming that we get the World Cup, what would people bring to the stadia that will be demonstrative of English culture? In the same way that the mm. Vuvuzela is of South African so culture. Like, so, yeah, so text us on eight twelve fifteen if you've got any theories on that. You got yeah. any theories? I, I presume people will just play the spoons. Yeah, I tell you, what, they could hold up their curfew tags. Yeah, that's true. Or just bring because a pregnant they, teenager. But if perhaps. the curfew is say nine o'clock, they'll all go off at the same time at the <laughs> stadium. It'd be brilliant. Yeah. What I'd like the most, the, the sound I most associate with England is that ice cream van. So we could we could blast that out. Um, we've had a, a, a text, or a, I think this is a text, in but again with no name on it, which is a suggestion for the slogan for the France team bus. Uh, and it says it should be the Jubilati Ball, question mark, we can handle it. And that's from an Irishman. <laughs> oh, I you see. So you get it. I see. I was slow on that. I you were a bit slow. I like the fact that it's two clauses. The Jubilati Ball, we can handle it. It's clever. It is clever. Yeah. So, uh, should we talk about the Jubilati Ball? It's, I think it's, is it Jabulani or Jubilani? 
Oh, Jamie let's Lawler. call the whole thing ball. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about that if you like. Uh, J- Jamie Carragher was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he came out with some inside information. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting. He, he started to talk about how, how long various teams had practiced with the ball. Like, yeah, for some reason, Jamie Carragher knew had been told. I don't thought of a bloke who's got a lot of German mates, but maybe he does. Right, and apparently Germany, he says, got the Jabulani in February. No, well, I think he's. Uh, Jamie Carragher has become a sort of a Donal McIntyre figure. I think during his, uh, his spare time off from the England team, he's been doing a bit of asking around. Yeah, yeah. And there's all sorts of information. Do you know, this is a... The, 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 the teams sponsored by Adidas in yeah. this World Cup, right, that they've had the Jubilani for friendly games since January of this year. Is that right? So... It, if you consider it an advantage to practice with yeah. the, the, is well, it, is well, it's, it's Jabulani. It's Jabulani. But if that's true, and the Germans have had it since February, that would explain why they won 4-0, and why they were the first team who appeared to be hit, hitting the ball in the direction of the goal, yeah. as opposed to the top of the stadium. And not only that, but we, we actually saw it for the first time, the first time the English players had a, had a session with it was when we was in Austria recently, at the high altitude yeah. camp. yeah. And um, and then when we played Mexico at Wembley, just after that, we couldn't use it because uh, because of our deal with Umbra. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, invented, sponsorship might have lost was, us the World Cup. It was designed by an English bloke. I was reading about him, Robert Harland. He designed the ball. He's a, he describes himself well. Firstly, when the first game happened, he said he was a bag of nerves, mm. which sort of is, describes to me the ball to some extent because I think the ball is like a sort of bag of nerves in the sense that you kick it and it's too sensitive. Right. It's a bit like when the Harlem the Globetrotters used to sneak one on full of, half full of water. Do you exactly. remember that? And it used to sort of wobble all over the place. <laughs> I love the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, man, the, but the other thing he said is that he's a fair-weather West Ham fan. Now, I think it's good that he's a fair-weather fan, because I think it might be quite difficult for him at Upton Park, having ruined the peace of mind of their goalkeeper forever. Yes. Yes. I think he might find it quite a hard place to be. Speaking of fair-weather, me and Dave went to um, Brazil... Um, People's Democratic Republic of Korea. <laughs> yeah, we night. did. And my goodness me, I have never ever watched a game before wrapped in a thermal blanket. Yeah, we were given blankets, and I thought you looked it was very like, appropriate with a blanket. I could imagine the bath chair when I saw you <laughs> sitting there with a blanket over your knees. I felt like I'd been rescued from a, a lifeboat from the Titanic. But it was it was it, so cold, I didn't care what I looked like. It was so cold. I was. You may have seen the start of the game. Uh, one of the I thought you were going to do it was one of those. It was so cold. Uh, Jimmy Cricket joke. <laughs> no, I'm not going to so, do that. It was so cold. I opened my wardrobe. <laughs> and my jacket was wearing my overcoat. <laughs> It was, I tell you that, that you may have, at the start of the game the uh, star player of the uh, of the of the Korea, Korean People's Republic, who is called the People's Rooney. Do you know that? Is it that really? player who's called the People's Rooney, which I think is incredible because how could anyone be more of the people than Wayne Rooney exactly. himself? It, it sort of suggests that our Wayne Rooney is a bit hoity <laughs> exactly, yeah, which he isn't. It? But the People's Rooney was crying. And I thought his tears will freeze. They will freeze and they will glue his eyelids together, which, judging by some of his shooting, had actually happened. It was a man, it was, it was a cold, cold night. We've had uh, quite a lot of um, uh, thoughts as to what people could bring to represent English culture when England finally get the World Cup. Um, some of them are fairly what we like to call Route One, I think, mm. which is like it's Morris dancing and paper and comb, a lot of people suggested. Is paper and comb an English thing? I don't know if it is, really, but it feels quite sort of 1930s. And George Formby probably played the paper and comb, didn't he? You, you know about George uh, Formby. Probably a little bit. Yeah, whoopee cushions. Then we've got the slightly more satirical, we've got Asbo. 
those expense-fiddling MPs. Quite a lot of that. Uh, the two I like best is uh, one person called Neil C. has said, a cacophony of tutting, <laughs> which I like a lot. That sort of faint sense of disapproval that hangs I like, around I like England. That. Uh, but the one I like best, uh, which is, uh, it's got one of those sort of things that people put with a smile on it. Uh, it's from Maria in Reading. England would play the hand under the armpit fart noise. Oh, yeah. You know that thing that oh, you I do? Oh, I know it. I know it well. You know what it is. I've never been very good at it. No, I've always been rubbish at it, but I feel that, that there's something in the rubbishness of it that would say, this is England to me. Need, I couldn't, I certainly couldn't have managed that at the... Uh, if you could hear the sound uh, of someone, that's not someone doing the hand on the armpit noise, that is a vuvuzela outside. Actually, speaking of, um, of, of special sounds, we, we did another jingle, which I think, I, I wouldn't like to let the show go past no. without it. let's hear it. This is the other jingle we made. The deal and Skinner, Lord from South Africa, for absolute radio. You know, there are some white South Africans in the room now looking horrified. Yes. <laughs> I think they're looking around to see if a relative is coming. <laughs> I was I was quite pleased with that. No, I think it's great. I think it's good. I like. By the way, I was listening to Tanya Tanya doing the uh, the World Cup news, and it said that um, Wayne Rooney admitted that the result against the USA was disappointing. Oh, really? That's he's a thought. He's a, <laughs> a thoughtful fellow, Wayne. They get disappointed a lot, don't they? They do. They do get disappointed. So we were there, of course. We were at that game. And uh, it's a slightly odd thing is that we basically thought, like Wayne, that it was disappointing, but we've heard other ideas about Well, when it. We, were co- we, we were sort of uh, podcasting in the van on the way back, and we were gutted when we thought, we thought England had been, like England always are, very yeah. disappointing. and a big Like the down. last World Cup. Yeah, and then we had a couple of people phone us up and said, we, we watched them on the telly, we thought they were, they were splendid. Yeah, two, two people actually came up to us in a bar and said we were at the game, thought they were terrible, then we watched it on telly, thought they were quite... And Tim Howard was man of the match, which was very confusing, because we had hardly noticed him really make a save. I think Tim Howard got mad at the match for not being Rob Green. Yeah, that might have helped. Um, but um, I decided, I thought this could only be one thing, one reason why this was, which is that I thought during the game, ITV HD must have gone to another advert in the second half. They must have gone perhaps to the Right the Future Nike advert, which oh, has got yeah. some brilliant football in it. And Fantastic. Wayne Rooney... There's yeah. some brilliant football in it, you really, know, and yeah. runs the length of the pitch and takes the ball off Ribbery. So people would have just thought, ah, now we're playing really, really well at well, last. That explains everything, because yeah. someone said to me that they thought that when Peter Crouch came on, he hardly moved. They were obviously referring <laughs> to the Ronaldo statue. Of course. Well, that is confusing. I hate the Ronaldo statue. Do you? I wish you just that, hate Ronaldo, though, don't you? No, I just wish, wish at the, when, when we see the Ronaldo statue in that advert that suddenly some Muslims would run on with ropes and pull it over and then an old Muslim would eat it with a flip-flop. Yeah, I think if it did happen, Rooney, uh, Ronaldo would still be straight up complaining to the ref yeah, about the Muslims. <laughs> the statue would come to life. <laughs> Saying his shirt had been pulled. Yeah. So, look, um, Ben Jones is on next. Um, oh, is he? Oh, how lovely to think that Ben is there in London in the Absolute Studios and, <laughs> and we're here in, at the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so do listen to it. Well, there are um, highlights from our live show, um, oh, yeah. which we did at the, the Lyric in the West End. Um, yeah. They're on tomorrow night at six o'clock. Yeah, and we'll be podcasting again soon, very soon. Yeah, there's, we, our next podcast is on Friday. God, I think I've covered just about every eventuality there. <laughs> yeah. um, do we have to go? I, that's it. Would you like to say goodbye, Dave? Goodbye. Shall I blow the vuvuzela? Go on, blow What's the vuvuzela. Oh, oh, God, you just hit your head on the mic. That was the sound of <laughs> David Baddiel's head hitting the microphone. Here we go. Excellent. I think you've 
re-attracted Trevor Francis to the window. Can you believe Trevor Francis walked past and didn't even come in and say hello? Yeah, he waved and smiled in a lovely way, though. He did. God bless him. But Dylan Skinner's podcasts from South Africa. Thanks to Sony Ericsson, official mobile handset of the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Capture, view and share in HD quality with the new Sony Ericsson VVAS. Whoa!